Welcome to the guide for brand new people who have just discovered Knights of the Slice and Toy Pizza. The purpose of this episode of Distazapod is to bring you up to speed on everything that's been going on. We're now in our sixth year of Knights of the Slice, and uh, there's a lot to, uh, to follow. And I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, so I'm here to help. I will be your guide, and um, just make sure you're in a seated position. I don't want you to feel lightheaded at all this information and uh, take a tumble. That would be bad. So let's go. Let's get into it. What are Knights of the Slice? So you've just discovered Knights of the Slice. Uh, maybe your friend posted a photo of a figure they got from us. Maybe, more likely, you watched the really wonderful Craftsman video about the Glios universe and Knights of the Slice. Perhaps our good buddy Dan at Toy Galaxy sent you our way. In any case, I'm very happy you're here. And uh, there is a lot to cover here. But um, let me start with Knights of the Slice is a primarily a four-inch action figure line that um, are of impossible characters and figures, and a lot of them are from my childhood designs. This is a toy line that shouldn't exist. There's no reason for it. Uh, these characters are not based on films or popular video games. They just all come from my brain up here. Very scary place. So it's quite an anomaly, and it's quite an anomaly that we have such a strong following, and we've managed to create where I stand today, it's 13 figures. By the time you listen to this, who knows? Could be double that. So where did all this get started? Well, Knights of the Slice are a sort of spin-off. They're, they're the mascot character of a semi-popular YouTube channel called Toy Pizza. Uh, Toy Pizza is myself and Nicholas Fung. Nikki still runs the Toy Pizza Instagram. So if you see online activity under that banner, it's usually our good boy, Nicholas Fung. Knights of the Slice started as a Kickstarter and uh, was uh, successfully funded and had kind of a rocky start. There was a, a time there where I didn't think the line would exist beyond the first series, but it has, and uh, we've been very fortunate. There have been uh, Kickstarters after that, but these days, we sort of do fundraising privately through our own website, which allows us to uh, essentially keep more of the money that's fundraised instead of paying out a bunch of platform fees and things like that. It's also worth mentioning that while uh, Knights of the Slice is my brainchild, it does take an army of people to make these things really happen, um, least of which is our, our wonderful manufacturing team over in China. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I'm happy to work with some of the brightest minds in graphic design, in 3D sculpting, in traditional sculpting, in comic art. It really is a, a sort of cadre of creative people. And um, as you dig deeper into Nice of the Slice, you will start to recognize different people's fingerprints on different portions of the product. And uh, it's, it's really quite invigorating because... I think we have some of the best living artists contributing their talent to this idea. Now that you have that important background information, 
we can move on and I can show you the different platforms that we're sort of active in and what are the crucial, um, you know, uh, accounts to be following to maximize your experience in Knights of the Slice. So what are the crucial accounts you need to be aware of in order to learn everything you possibly can about Knights of the Slice? Well, uh, we do still maintain our YouTube page, youtube.com slash toypizza. There are over 200 videos. Um, we haven't updated it very much recently, but there's an entire library of video content. You can, uh, you know, if you're hungover or you have COVID and you're stuck in bed, Great thing to watch. It'll really cheer you up. As I said before, Nikki also operates uh, at Toy Pizza on Instagram. This is a very vital source of news. We always post our upcoming live streams, our store drops, and product information there. So make sure you're following that. That's going to be entirely crucial to the experience of Knights of the Slice. There's a really wonderful fan group on Facebook. Um, I don't know what the link is, but if you just search in Facebook for Knights of the Slice fan page, fan group, it should come up and you can join there. Uh, really wonderful community there. Very good place to uh, reach out to other people that collect the slime. Maybe set up a trade, see if anybody's selling an item you missed out on. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of it. But really the, the most important platform that uh, this brand lived on is currently Patreon. And it's patreon.com slash Jesse Stasio, J-E-S-S-E-D-E-S-T-A-S-I-O. And Patreon, if you don't know it or are not familiar with it, is a really wonderful site that allows independent artists to earn money for their craft. And um, they take a modest and reasonable fee to sort of maintain the website. But other than that, they put a lot of money into independent artists' hands, and I'm a big fan and a big proponent of Patreon. Patreon is home to two important functions of Knights of the Slice. There's the Distaza Pod podcast, which you are listening to a free episode of right now, and there is the Action Figure of the Month Club. If you like the idea, of receiving things in the mail, receiving a surprise action figure that's limited edition, sure to go up in value, then you probably want to be a part of the Action Figure of the Month Club. This is a creation of mine based on the joy I used to get as a child from receiving those free mail-away figures. You know, whether it was Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe or the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, getting that in the mail is was just such an excellent experience and I've recreated that so by becoming a member of Patreon at the $30 tier or the $50 tier if it's open which it is often not there's a there's a big demand for the double month people um, if you sign up for 30 bucks every 30 days or so you get a surprise action figure in the mail and it also sort of uh, creates this social experience where everybody's holding off on sharing the photos of the figure. They, they, you know, there's a whole network of people that kind of communicate about what it is. And um, it's a very special shared experience 
that all of us go through every 30 days. And uh, it's a lot of fun for me to watch people's unboxing videos and uh, see the joy that it brings. So that's an important part of this experiment that you might want to consider. You're also welcome to just sign up at the $5 tier and that will get you two Distazapods a week, sometimes even more than that, uh, and also uh, early store access, pre-order availability, occasional discount codes, and sometimes I just send free gifts to all my patrons. So um, I think generally people hang around a long time on Patreon, they find it to be a great value, and they like putting money directly in a independent creator's hands. So um, that's another function of this. We're not just a toy line, we are a whole lot more, and there's a whole lot of time you can waste in your life if you want to go down this rabbit hole. A quick note on Distazapod, it is me talking. If my voice so far is not appealing to you, I don't really recommend listening to the 200 plus episodes of Distazapod, um, because I unfortunately sound like this. It's just how I was created. I'm working with the tools I have. But content-wise, I'm very proud of Distazapod. I've worked in the toy industry for a very long time. It's getting very close to 20 years, which is uh, mind-melting for me. But throughout my entire career, I've met very interesting people, and I like to have them on Distazapod and, um, you know, ask them questions. And it is illuminating. I, I really try to have the highest possible transparency for how toys are made. And there's not a lot of companies or creators out there that are doing that. And I really show you guys as much as I possibly can without sort of kneecapping myself by giving away proprietary information. It's also worth noting that so far, all of the Patreon money has been used for either travel to China to inspect the assembly line, or it's been put into brand new action figures. And with the current velocity we're on with patrons and their pledges, um, we are able to unlock new figures every couple of months or so. So it's, it's really fantastic. It's an exciting time to be a patron and participate in this. And um, the access to Distazipods, if you are interested in toy making and how it all works, is probably an invaluable thing for you. So um, I guess what I want to say is you're welcome. We do also have a Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Knights of the Slice. We try to live stream before we do a store opening and preview the items, have a bit of a laugh. It's a lot of fun. It's unlike any other toy lines out there. We really build a sort of online experience when we're going to launch something new. Uh, if I didn't say the, the address already, it's twitch.tv slash Knights of the Slice and uh, you will find postings on any of the other platforms as to when we're gonna go live on there. And occasionally, there's karaoke. There is also a Discord that you get access to if you are a patron. Um, I don't understand Discord, <laughs> I'll be fully uh, honest with you, but people really seem to like it, and there's a lot of activity going on there. There's a lot of trading, there's a lot of store reports, I find it to be a very valuable tool, however, I don't completely understand how to use it. But it is there, so if you're younger than me, this may appeal to you. Finally, our OnlyFans address is, wait, no, our store address, which I can't believe I forgot to mention earlier, is simply toypizza.com or 
KnightsOfTheSlice.com. Either address will bring you to our store. I'm assuming you've probably already been there, but it's worth mentioning. Um, the store also houses something very important. Depending on if you're really vibing with this project so far and you want to learn more, you want to know the stories behind the characters, there's a tab on ToyPizza.com called The Story So Far. This is a massive document, and it is a list of all of our little short stories and tidbits and links to the comic books that we've self-published as well. Um, it, it could be kind of hard to get the complete story of Knights of the Slice, but that's a very good place to start. And there's a lot of very pretty graphic uh, information that will help you learn about who these characters are, why they're important, what their mission in life is, and further fill out the experience of buying a toy. Astute customers will know the narrative of Knights of Slice is really to be collected, right? I feel very bored by what's going on in this hobby. What product is going to be released is broadcast months ahead of time. Uh, for the past couple of years, it's been extremely difficult to be a, you know, a sort of adult toy collector because of availability and really uh, unfully realized e-commerce solutions, X, Y, and Z. It's boring. It's a mess. People are just re-releasing all the old brands. Um, we do things quite a bit differently, and the story and the narrative is part of it. Uh, there's never really just a blatant, okay, this is this character, this is the backstory, that's everything you need to know. There are clues baked in all over the place. And if you're astute and you're interested, paying attention and, and doing deep dives will be very rewarding for you with Knights of the Slice. This is not a sort of frictionless brand or experience. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit about that in the next segment, which is where and how to buy. But that's a good thing. You know, with Amazon and one-day shipping, which granted is not happening very much these days, and the, the convenience of modern life, it's less, left us all incredibly lazy and very opposed to anything blocking us from getting what we want immediately. And Knights of the Slice is the antithesis to that because it does ask some effort from its fans and its customers. Um, you have to be aware of when sales are going to happen. You have to know how pre-orders are available to patrons if you, know, you want to sort of skip to the front of the line. There are, God forbid, surprise items that pop up every now and then, unannounced. If you have a smooth brain and you just want to hit the feeder pellet bar and get your little nugget and chow down on it without any thought or any effort on your part, this is probably not the line for you. It requires a little bit of work, a little bit of planning, and because of that, it leaves a deeper impression in people. Now, not everybody, because obviously, some people just want to hit, you know, buy now and be done with it. And those people tend to matriculate beyond that to the slice pretty quickly. But if you agree that in this modern age, uh, pop culture is just pretty stale and repetitive 
and products based on style guides are just doing things that have already been done and there aren't exciting characters or stories out there, then this might be a good fit for you. And if you're not opposed to not getting everything you want in the second you want it, I think you'll find this all to be very rewarding. Okay, so I promised I was gonna talk about where and how to buy Knights of the Slice. I did neglect to mention there's a really wonderful wiki about Knights of the Slice and the bigger Goliath community that um, you can visit for free. And they've done a really good job of categorizing our releases, our characters, a little bit of backstory. So that's also a really good resource for you guys. With that out of the way, how do you buy Knights of the Slice? Well, Knights of the Slice are low run limited edition collectibles. I typically do not rerun or re-release any figures. So once something is sold out, outside of the random second chance sales that happen in, once in a blue moon, a figure is typically gone. Now the character of that figure might be run in a different body type, a different sculpt, a different tweet colorway in the future, but generally, if something's gone from the store, it's gone, it's donezo, um, your best bet will be the community, which is great at that, and I'm going to speak to that in a bit. Currently, and this changes very often, we're running about two sales a month, um, usually at the beginning of the month and then at the tail end of the month. These are kicked off with live streams, as I mentioned earlier, and a typical product release is I would say it averages out to about two characters per sale. Now, sometimes we have like five new characters. Sometimes there's just one new character and maybe some older stuff that, you know, was found in the workshop and put up for sale. But generally, I'm comfortable saying it's on average two to four new characters a month, which would be comprised of two separate sale drops uh, in total. The store used to be closed the majority of the time. Uh, it's only through, you know, years of getting better at doing this and better planning and better inventory that I can keep the store open the majority of the time. Right now, we only really have to close down the store a few hours before a live stream to sort of set up all of the uh, items and make sure everything's functioning correctly and then we open it back up during the live stream. There's also a very concerted effort to get at least one style of every figure we make in the store at all times. Now, we are not currently at that big lofty goal, but if you compare our store today to what it was a year prior, there it's a lot more plentiful. There's many more items that are in stock more often. There are sort of quote unquote evergreen styles of characters. Um, and generally I'm, I'm slowly inching towards being able to build out a very good variety of product that, uh, anybody new who visits the store is able to kind of get a little sampling of all the different styles. So we got our store items that are evergreen and in stock. We got our, you know, two brand new sales drops every month. And then there is also 
the mystery figure for Action Figure of the Month Club through Patreon. So, you know, a, uh, a typical Night of the Slice collector could be getting about five brand new action figures every month. Because these are low run, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I think, <laughs> you know, people would laugh if they knew how few of these things actually exist in the entire world. Um, things do sell out. And there is a very big and robust secondary market behind Knights of the Slice. Now, for the record, uh, I am completely neutral about the secondary market. If people want to resell their Knights of the Slice, they're welcome to do that. The reality is, even if I didn't look favorably on reselling, there's not a lot I can do to stop that or mitigate it. It is a factor in any collectible line and uh, I've chosen a relatively hands-off approach to it. Um, I also count myself lucky because even the people that might pick up two of a single figure and might put one up on eBay, at this point I know who everybody is and I know that they contribute, they're patrons, they back our fundraising campaigns. So as of the recording of this, there isn't a ton of sort of speculation that's overly inflating the numbers for Knights of the Slice. It is pretty much uh, what you see, what you get. You know, the people that are buying Knights of the Slice generally are fans of them. They're not looking at this solely as a sort of investment opportunity. But, you know, maybe some smart customers know they can buy two and sell the other one and pay for the second one for themselves. And uh, I can't fault them for that. While there are plenty of listings on eBay, and other sites for Knights of the Slice, I really highly recommend you reach out to the community first. I've witnessed uncountable amounts of acts of people selflessly even giving stuff away for free just to help a newer squire out with what they're looking to acquire. The Facebook Facebook group is probably your best bet uh, if there's something you missed or there's something you want to trade for or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, the Discord is also heating up as a, uh, a very good secondary marketplace where people are connecting and doing trades and things like that. Just because something's sold out of my store does not mean you've missed all opportunity and you should despair. Uh, if you lean on the community and you are a member of the community in good standing, I think you will find you can reach almost anything you want to get. We also have... Uh, events a few times a year that provide another ability to not only sort of like fund new product that we want to do but also get your hands on some exclusives as i mentioned before we do fundraising typically it is on our own toypizza.com which allows us to keep more of that cash and use it for the actual production Uh, we have created and unlocked a lot of different figures through this process and it is a nice coming together for the community I'm always really thrilled when we get to do those projects but they do take a lot of work they are very stressful to undertake and so they really only happen once or twice a year there was also once upon a time a toy pizza convention and it happened in person and it was one of the best days of my life and I think maybe some other sickos might agree with that it was a ton of fun Uh, unfortunately Due to the pandemic and COVID, that no longer happens. But as soon as this uh, this all silly business gets sorted out, we're going to get right back to having a uh, an event in person 
and I am very much looking forward to that. During Toy Pizza Con, we do have a full assortment of exclusives. This uh, previous year of 2020, we did an online Toy Pizza Con. We had special guests, and we did have a full assortment of figures that were released during that time. Um, can't quite say what 2021 will bring, but probably it's going to be a digital TPC this year and not an in-person one. So just to recap here, we do about one to two drops every month. There is also a mystery Action Figure of the Month Club mailing that happens every month. Uh, And then occasionally we have uh, uh, crowdfunding events and also our Toy Pizza Con. So those are your basic avenues that you want to go to to acquire. Of course, toypizza.com is the store where the majority of this stuff happens. Regarding secondary market, if you're going to buy off eBay, I just suggest that you check in first with either the Facebook group or the Discord and see if somebody out there doesn't have exactly what you need. This is a really, really great group of people and uh, we generally like to help each other get the toys they need. Now, some other crucial information. How to reach me and FAQs. Uh, I make public my email, jesse at eerietheoryentertainment.com, E-E-R-I-E-T-H-E-O-R-Y, entertainment, as you would, you know, figure it's spelled. Um, If you have any issues with an order, if something's missing, if something doesn't look right, if you're just generally unhappy with something you ordered, send me a message. Uh, There's no need to sort of put me on blast on social media or grandstand in a Facebook post. Just directly email me. I'll do my best to accommodate you. Uh, I don't answer Facebook uh, message requests. I don't answer Instagram message requests. I'm just not terribly active on those platforms. So your best way to get in touch with me as is listed on every single packing slip that goes out with every order, is jesse at eerietheoryentertainment.com. Come to me with any problem, and I'll see if I can help you out. Same goes for just, you know, general queries, things like that. Drop me an email. Uh, I, at this point, I don't think I answer any texts on my phone. I never answer when my phone rings. I'm trying to be as offline as I possibly can. So that email is your absolute best bet for any and all things. But wait, there's more. There's also a Q&A that happens uh, almost every week. Pretty good at, uh, pretty, you know, on the ball and enjoy doing a Q&A every week. And I think I've only skipped uh, a handful of weeks. Usually it's when we have something big going on like, uh, you know, a toy pizza con or something like that. Usually around Tuesday or Wednesday, I post one thread on Patreon asking for people to submit one question, and then I post on the Facebook group with the same thing. So if you're not a patron and you don't really want to pay extra to sort of interact, you have a public option via Facebook in the Facebook group. If you are a patron, you get a little bit of deference shown, and um, I typically answer Patreon questions first. Um, I don't know of a lot of toy companies that do this. They're probably too busy doing real work. 
but uh, it's part of that idea of transparency and showing you guys what this process is as much as I can. So once a week, uh, I solicit your questions. I usually get more than I can answer, but I try to keep an episode to about an hour. And then, uh, you know, Thursday, I'm recording and I'm rapid fire going through your questions. And there's been really great stuff that have come up. And I would say every week I'm pleasantly surprised. People are very thoughtful in this community and always have sort of really interesting things that they'd like further explained or suggestions. There's been many times when the sort of discourse with the group has led to really great ideas that have, uh, you know, come to fruition. Um, We, a while back, were doing a live stream where I was coloring some designs for an upcoming Hackerman figure. And in that moment, the chorus of us came up with a, a completely cool colorway that ended up becoming a actual production color. So, you know, I'm very open to the group mind, and I think it's a rewarding experience. And in truth, the, the weekly Q&A sessions keep me sharp, and uh, it's something I really enjoy doing. So if you uh, want to know more about the process, or you have questions about a character's backstory, or you have an idea for something, the Q&A session is really going to be, you know, your goldmine for that. Admittedly, um, I know I said you can always reach me via email. I do have to sort of triage answering emails, and most of my inbox is usually problems with orders or requests for shipping or things like that. And those will always take precedence over just shooting the shit and uh, pleasantries being exchanged in emails. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, I find that my time and my ability to answer casual emails is becoming less and less. So the Q&A session is your best bet to have a sort of thoughtful, in-depth answer that's also committed to a sort of, uh, you know, um, a medium in which you can re-listen to it as much as you like. So keep those two things in mind my email address, and the weekly Q&A session. Both of those should be uh, pretty relevant tools as you start to dive into this line even further and you become a master squire. Oh yes, and we call fans of Knights of the Slice squires of the slice. I guess I should have mentioned that up top. One final note on uh, expected conduct of squires of the slice. Uh, I feel very lucky that we've had to ban very, very few people, less than a handful, in our entire six years of operating, and that's fantastic. Part of it is that the community is really filled with very positive people, and, um, you know, the community members really help sort of shape the discourse and take down stuff that's spammy or incendiary uh, before it has much time to percolate. Uh, My general rule is... Don't be an asshole and don't be annoying. And those can be kind of hard to define, but um, if you need to sort of critically think about that, would you say what you're posting in person to me? And if the answer is no, then it doesn't need to be there on the internet. We don't feed trolls, we just sort of quietly remove them from the equation. And luckily, we've had to exercise that very, very few times. So 
Um, probably not something that needs to be said or uh, really fixated on, but um, just going to put it out there. Just don't be an asshole. So other than all that, I think you pretty much have everything you need to have to start really enjoying this hobby. Now, when I like something, I become very obsessive about it. And I want to read all the backstories. I want to listen to all the podcasts. I want to buy all the product. I, I really like to immerse myself in things that I think are really good and excellent. And whether or not Nice to Slice is good or excellent, I can't say. But there's a lot there if you're the type of person like I am that when something really hits you, you just you want to sort of consume it. You know, you really want to be in it. And this is a brand that gives you guys that opportunity. It also, through things like the question and answers, uh, the crowdfunding, it shows what people can do when they work in unison. We can really unlock very interesting, creative ventures together. And uh, it's exciting. And I hope, if nothing else, this, this experiment just uh, has given people something more than, you know, just walking into Target and pulling a figure on a J card off the peg and checking out and forgetting about it in a week. Uh, I'd like to think of this as a sort of living, vibrant community. And uh, hopefully, it outlives me. I think nothing would be better than that. So, that's Knights of the Slice. That's everything you need to know. Welcome to the hobby. And uh, the only thing left to say is pizza out.